Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Got a cup of coffee coming in. You got a cup of coffee and we are live on Rotafest Detail Memoirs and I wish you would send over a cup of coffee for Rob because he needs one. I know, I need two. And I need some orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. I'm Jody. And I'm Rob Pusey. And if you get us confused, then you have never seen the show. And today, Yeah, because I'm the suave debonair one. (laughs) Nope. Um... Today we He's have a very Brown. special guest, someone that I really respect and look up to, Prentice Sinclair, owner of oh, Detail, Detail and Progress, Progress out of San Diego. And we, we get a ton of people on here that we say are the rock stars of the detailing industry, but Prentice is actually a rock star. And we're not worthy! So we're we're gonna not worthy! That. We're going to get into that later. We're going to get our lighter out, you know. <laughs> I feel like I need a black wig or something with my little baby on my lap. Right. <laughs> All right. Calm down, fanboys. <laughs> so how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm at a double tree in Ontario, California, and uh, the, the uh, folks below me were not here to sleep. They were here to party all night. So that's why I look a little bit, not 100%, but everything's going to be okay, just like it always is. Yeah, but that's the life of a rock star. I mean, when you're going hotel to hotel, playing instruments, you have your fanboys and fangirls following you around. I mean, that's the life of Prentice St. Clair. <laughs> Apparently, I was in the wrong room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so one of the reasons that you are in, uh, in there is because you just got done with an IDA event. Yes, that's true. We did a uh, certification event um, and an S skills validated event. Um in Ventura, California, and uh, <clears throat> that went well at Oscar Hernandez's place, 805 yep. Detail. Great guy, great guy. Oh, he's he phenomenal. And yep. he's a local leader too in, in his community. He, he's done it right, you know. Um, I'll just I'll just sidetrack for just a second. You guys that are out there struggling as detailers, you got to get involved in your community. Get on the Chamber of Commerce. Get involved with local um, committees, and because. You're going to get customers just from doing that, and people respect you more as a business owner and a person. Yep. You're giving to the community, right? You're not just yeah. taking. I'm giving. I'm trying to elevate uh, everybody in my neighborhood, and people love that, right? They want to do business with people that are helping them grow as well. Yeah. They really do, and you know, sometimes guys say, "Well, I don't want to spend that money. I don't want to spend that time." But I'll tell you what: just being around other people, you're going to get contacts. You're going to get jobs just from talking to people. So it's going to come back to you. And so, you know, it's it's worth it. Yeah, and if, definitely Oscar's one to, to highlight with that because that guy on his social media, he posts more stuff about the food bank than he does about his yes. business. I mean, yes. he, is, he is into it. He's into it wholeheartedly and not in a selfish way. He's actually right. giving back to the community because he thinks it's important. And 
you do the same thing. I mean, that's a good transition because you do the same thing. You, you put so much time and effort into the IDA, into trainings and uh, certifications and just speaking and, and advocating for the IDA. When you talk about founding members, number one, congrats for being uh, inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame. But you have your little IDA badge and your number is what? Zero 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 six. So agent double six. That's right. <laughs> so so you've been around, right? You have a servant's heart, just like Oscar. You have been very invested in not only building your own business but building the entire industry. So let's talk about that foundation of building the idea and what where that passion and that impetus and that drive came from. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting segue because I just um, I'm in the middle of a two-part article for Auto Laundry News. I do a column there every month in, in auto detailing, and the one that just came out is the first part of the history of the IDA. And uh, it, you know, it really goes back to people in the detail industry getting together at a Denny's in Orlando in 2007 or 2008, I think it was, and saying, "Hey, we need a we need a detailers association." Um, you know, Bud Abraham, Keith DePlessy, Cody Sutherland, uh, Eric Jeffries, and there were a couple other people on the, uh, at the meeting. We're still trying to figure out who they were. Um, somebody's got to, if you, if you know that, text me. Um, but because uh, we like to give credit where, where it stands. But those people said, let's do this. We, we put together an exploratory committee um, and uh, got the support of several of suppliers in the, in the industry, uh, all the big names that we know. And, uh, our first board of directors meeting was in January of 2009. I was uh, delighted to be um, nominated for the initial board of directors, and I served on that board for six years. So, so those folks that were on that initial board of directors, we really put together the initial foundation of the IDA. And because of good leadership of people like Bud Abraham, who had experience with, with um, major associations, Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to set up the IDA um, the correct way and with a set of bylaws and incorporated correctly so that we could start strong and get stronger. And that's what it's been ever since. Yep. And I think it's interesting because a lot of times I'll see on the forums um, people bashing the IDA or questioning what its validity is. And, and I always I always stand up and say, have you ever been involved in any other organization yeah. in the United States that does not have an association? There is not a professional group of people that does not have an association that backs them up. Nobody ever questions being a part of the uh, plumbers, the association. plumbers association, or the realtors, or the HVAC the association, HVAC or yeah. the pipe fitters, or any every single even even pool service association. Yeah. yeah. That, so, it, yeah. it offers a legitimacy to it. And, and the thing that I see to, about people is if they don't see the value in it, they're really not looking. Right. Um, because, because I've been in shops of IDA members that have their stuff proudly displayed all over the walls. And I've seen customers walk in and look at that and like, wow. And it, the value of that is absolutely in it's it's you can't place a value on that. And it's such a no. low entry point as far as dollars goes. And it's a great community. That's the thing that always blows me away. And and I'm obviously biased. We're Founders Club members. We're heavily involved in the IDA. We're there. We serve on committees. We think it's an awesome organization. But 
I, I'm always astounded at somebody that's like, hey, I'm just starting out detailing. What should I do? And I'm like, you should probably join the IDA and meet a bunch of people. Yeah, I'm not really sure I can afford that. I'm like, then you shouldn't be starting a business. Yeah, that's why you need to join is because you need to get around other people can, who can afford these things and they'll tell you how you can afford it. Yeah. So, yeah, the the, the I, I, I can't understand why somebody would uh not understand the legitimacy of the IDA. We're in 70 countries. We've got 14 international chapters wow. with more coming on. Uh, we've, we've got about 2000 members. We've, you, every major supplier in the detail industry is a member. Um, I'm a Founders Club member as, as well. Um, you know, there are some people that have put up thousands of dollars to be a Founders Club member of the IDA because they truly believe in it. So yeah. they, how can you say that's not legitimate? Yeah. Anyway. Well, what's interesting, kind of listening to you talk about being in 70 countries, 14 international divisions. If you could go back, you know, and being in that little Denny's, <laughs> did you envision it being as big as in, as impactful as it is currently? Yeah. Because I, well, let's, I, let's, let's be clear. Ahead. I was not in that initial meeting. Um, uh, I came in later as a, uh, as a, as one of the first board members. Um, but, uh, you know, that would be a good question for Bud Abraham. Um, and, uh, I doubt he thought it would be like this. In fact, I've heard him, uh, make comments about, uh, the, how quickly the IDA has grown and its programs have grown and its legitimacy has grown. Um, and, and he has said, I had no idea it was going to be like that. So um, we, we, you know, we started out um, the first few years, there was a lot of sweat equity. There still is, to be honest with you. I mean, I, you know, I spent countless hours a month uh, just working on stuff on behalf of the IDA because it benefits all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you, you know, there's so much passion uh, for this industry among the people that are really trying to lead it. So um, I, I think that that's what makes the difference with the IDA. Yes. Yep. So obviously the IDA is here to stay and they're growing, they're having impact. And that's really the mission, right? How do we elevate the entire industry? And, and as I look at it, especially as we've been in the founding club members and we're talking about how do we, you know, in 2021 move forward in, you know, getting the the skills validation testing going again and trying to figure out how we get that moving as people and businesses are trying to move forward. It's really exciting because, you know, they just announced the the boat detailing certification. Yeah. It's like Marine. so many Marine. ways. The Marine, thank you. There's so many ways for you to up your skills. So if you're a guy like in Idaho here, there's not a good, really good bow detailer that I know other than our friend Sydney. <laughs> and there's a guy out of Nampa that's really good, right? right? And there, there is there is an opportunity for a detailer to come in, become part of the IDA and go, you know what, I don't know Marine. I need to go get skills validated. And you guys have a program that's part of the membership. Uh-huh. Right now. Yeah. And, and that's, that's interesting. Um, you bring up an interesting point. So the IDA early on in our certification programs, we wanted to make it clear that we are not a training organization. Right. Right. What we do is we provide educational opportunities mm -hmm. 
but we're not a training organization. That's a common mis uh, misunderstanding. You know, people will complain, well, the IDA is not doing any training for us. Well, we don't do training. What we do is we connect you with people who provide training on a professional basis because we don't want to be responsible for that. But what we will do is provide you with educational opportunities like our monthly webinars, which are also available on an archival basis. You can go back and watch webinars from all the big names in the industry, all the people you know. Um, and when we are meeting at um, conventions and, and expositions, we do have seminars there and we bring in guest speakers. Um, you, you know, we have meet and greets, which allows you to, to talk to other detailers. Of course, we can't do too much of that right now. But those educational opportunities will help you uh, improve your business, um, but not really all along the lines of a formal training per se. Yeah, right. It's like you're really facilitating and bringing the expertise to the detailers and say, hey, if you want to become tested and knowledgeable in these areas, we have the men and women behind us as part yes. of the group that are willing to, to help you up your game. Right. And perhaps yes. as well as providing this, the testing for a standardized kind of a bar and a level set of yes. the knowledge that you would need to be a certified detailer, you know? Right. And that was one of the goals, too, of the IDA is to, to help establish standards for detailing. And it's never going to be perfect. You know, some people complain about, well, you guys don't, you know, this is wrong and that's wrong. OK, maybe in your particular neighborhood, that's wrong. That's OK. It yeah. can't be absolutely perfect across all all areas of the country and for God's sake, across the world. But what we can do is get some of those basic standards that everybody would you know, 90% of the detailers would agree when you clay a car, this is how you do it. Yeah. That, that's a standard. Um, and as we, as we, first of all, identify those standards, then we can start to improve the standards. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and at, by, just by the action of doing that, that's going to get more detailers educated and helping them to understand what they don't know so they can go out and get more training and more education. Mm -hmm. So even though we don't provide training per se, we can tell you where you're short. So uh, I've been short all my life anyway, by the way. But, um, <laughs> but we can tell you where you come up short in your knowledge so that you can go out and, fun and increase that knowledge. And we can also guide you to some of the people in our industry who could help you with that training. Yes. And a lot of the people that are actually providing this skills validation are, are like yourself, are extremely skilled and actually doing the, the process. This is not like you've got uh, a, a, a paid trainer that that's all they do is train. Um, yeah. We, we literally, I mean, you and I have, you and I and Jody have worked side by side, polished on stuff until uh, I believe one of us was asleep under an airplane. <laughs> but um, you and Listen, I, you, I've got to have my afternoon nap. Absolutely, What's absolutely. going on? I'm and taking my nap. And you're awarded that. You're awarded that. So, but but the point is, is that the people that are putting these on are actually detailers. I mean, yes. I was at an event once, and I and I had um, I, I I they all club come together. We've been going to Mobile Tech Expo and some yeah. certification events since 2008. But I've actually seen you, uh, Justin Lobato, Levi Gates, uh, Rennie Doyle, Diane Doyle. I mean, you start naming the names of the people that are going through these certifications and they're not there to trash your skills. They're there to help enhance them. No. I mean, they will show you the things you're doing wrong, right, or indifferent. And if a new technology comes out, I remember 
uh, like you're talking about clay bars, when when clay mitts first came out, mm. that changed the game a little bit. Yeah, um, sure and that, the IDA is right in that. You know, how do you and use see, that? That's, that brings up a good point, Rod, because you know, just when we think uh, we've leveled off, we've plateaued in uh, equipment, chemicals, and techniques, and detailing, all of a sudden something new comes out. Yep. Um, and and you, you know, if I look back 30 years ago when I was putting um, blue coral blue poly one step on a car by hand, yeah. If if I had known the kinds of things that were going to come out in the next 30 years, you, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I remember yeah. the days when I was first got into the training aspect of detailing when we were trying to get guys to not clean carpets with a bucket and a brush. Yeah. Just get a hot water extractor or something. And now we've got steam and now we've got uh, uh, chemical systems mm -hmm. that make carpet cleaning a relative breeze to what it used to be. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in order to stay ahead of all or, or in front of all those changes that are coming out on a monthly and yearly basis in the detail industry, that's where an association like the IDA can help you with that. Uh, just from the standpoint of all the people that contribute to the IDA, the webinars, the educational programs, the forums, you know, there's all kinds of ways you get information. Here's another thing. You know, you talk about the, the $110 or whatever it is to join the IDA. Right. Uh, because of the connections that I've made with the IDA, I've never actually calculated it, but it's probably worth um, $100,000 to $200,000 in the last um you know, 10 years or so yeah. in, in those connections in personal income. So you tell me that that's not a valuable investment to join oh, yeah. an association. Yeah. yeah and I, and not I, to mention, not to mention the lifelong friendships with knuckleheads like you. That's right. That's right. And that, I think that people actually devalue that. When you go to an IPA event, when, when you go to an IDA event, you're meeting so many people. Um, I know yeah. the last time we actually were able to meet in person, uh, the 2019 Mobile Tech Expo, yeah. the IDA events were massive. We were overrunning the rooms in the building. We literally the 2020. Yeah. It was last yeah. year, January uh, last yeah, year. January last year, and, they, yeah. and the, the the people at the SEMA show said we had to get a new room next year because we were overrunning the fire code capacity for the room. It's yes. down into the hallway. It was a mess. And it's fabulous. The fact that that event has gotten so big that even after a huge long week and a long days and nights of partying it up in Las Vegas, that event is still packed every single time. And it's it's fabulous. There's so many people there that I think people miss out on that value of just meeting other people that are detailing. And especially, you know, so many people ask questions on forums. I'm just getting started. What do I need to do? Yeah, you need, to, yeah, you need to be at those events once we can get back to them because you'll yeah. meet a lot of people and get a lot of questions answered just chatting to fellow detailers. You know, um, I, I've been involved in the detail industry um, uh, heavily since like 98. And I can remember going to conventions, that are the car wash conventions, which really weren't detailing, but there was a small contingent of detailers. And even those few people that we would get together with, with 10 to 20 people, and, and we, we would gather so much information and knowledge from each other and support and friendship. Now, those people are lifelong friends and they've, of course, hopped into the IDA as well. But, um, you know, the, the connections, you know, like last year at Mobile Tech, um, we had about 175 detailers at our annual business meeting. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember the first one we had, and I think we had perhaps, I don't know, 20. So it, get, it keeps getting bigger. Uh, and these are people from all over the world. Yeah. You know, Iceland, England, France, Norway, um, Southeast Asia, uh, South America, Australia. Yep. Anyway. No, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So 98, I mean, that's a long time in any industry. So how did you get started? I mean, because at 98, you were, what, 12? <laughs> that's really true. That's, that's, nice try, fella. Yeah. Flattery will get you nowhere because everybody's shaking their head like, yeah, that dude's old, man. <laughs> so... Um, and you know, I and I jive with these guys, but I love them. They're we're we're best friends for forever. Best friends forever. Oh, that's SpongeBob reference. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're all over the place this morning. Remember, I was partying all night last night, even though right. I didn't want to be in the party. Uh, Star Club. That's right. <laughs> so um, my my first paid detail. Uh, I was a swimming instructor in the summers in the early '80s, and my first paid detailer was my boss. He said, hey, how much to detail my car? And I think I charged him 35 bucks. And I, even after spending six hours on the car, I thought, wow, 35 bucks for six hours work. This is great. <laughs> so, you know, that was back in, uh, I think it was probably 1983 or 84 or something like that. You know, I had been working on my own cars and going to the auto parts store. And and I can remember those cans of blue coral, blue poly. That stuff was pretty dang good. That was an early sealant. Um, so even back then, I... I in a, in a small way, I knew what I was doing, but uh, people were always impressed with how my cars looked. So, you know, then I got started to uh, get paid to do detailing for other people. I call that an avocation, which means it was a hobby that I got paid for. And I did that for about 10 years, you know, through college, through a couple of years of grad school and, and summers. And even at my first job, my first official corporate job for the Department of the Navy, um, I was still detailing on the weekends, a couple of weekends a month. And coming home with some serious cash and people love the results. Um, so uh, when, when that position was removed and I couldn't work there anymore and I did a nationwide search for a similar job and nothing was coming up, I said, you know, maybe I should turn this detailing thing into a, into a business. I had always been kind of a, um, you know, entrepreneur in a way for, with different activities and it just appealed to me. And I had a lot of support from friends and, uh, people that were already customers. So I did it. I launched into it. I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't easy. I didn't have the IDA and a bunch of people to, 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 uh, to get trained by in the early days. But what I did is I reached out every chance I got, every chance that I saw, for example, our local supplier had a uh, biannual um, tech day or, or training day. And I met Bob Myers from Pro. Uh, he was my first actual detail instructor. And we're still friends to this day. And I met uh, Brad Burford, who's a, a relative of the pro family. Um, and um, that led to other things. Um, so and the reason I'm saying this is whenever there's an opportunity for training or education in your area, go for it. Get out there. But then then yeah, after uh, operating like that as a mobile detailer in San Diego, um, you know, I kind of learned myself how to detail and I don't recommend that. It took three years to get anywhere close to proficient. Um, and what I did also learn is I got to keep increasing my prices because I was working way too hard. But then in 99, I had an opportunity to assist in establishing a training institute in San Diego. 
And I did that, established four curricula, including uh, detailing, minor paint repair, windshield repair, and um, interior surface repair. And I taught those for the company for five years. And, and in the meantime, it was an independent position. So in the meantime, I said, you know, I can do this on my own too. So I started getting seriously into training and offering, you know, week-long training programs and consulting, most, mostly through the car wash industry, but um, had a chance to work with Detail Plus as an external trainer. And that was a great opportunity. I love the training part of it. I really yeah. do. And you're really, really good at it. I mean, you really... I've been in a number of your classes and it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago we talked to Bob and, you know, Bob Myers said, you know, it's amazing because Prentice is always showing up at classes as a student and yet yes. he probably teach every lesson. And I think that's an important thing is even though you may have become a master in the industry, a master of a craft, there's always something yes. to learn. There's always a way to improve. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of guys stop their own growth because mm -hmm. they just assume they know everything. And what they've been doing for the past five years is sufficient for today. It's critical to, to stay in the um, education game as a detailer to go to these opportunities um, that are that are provided by the IDA and really many other opportunities in the industry your local distributor putting on a seminar or a demo night or a tech night. Um, and, and I always learn stuff when I go to other people's education because there's so many smart people in this industry. Now it's crazy. Um, and also I'll tell you where else I learned stuff from my own students. You know, I've been in week long, fully paid training programs at a dealership or at a car wash. And, and somebody says, Hey, have you ever tried this? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you just you just I got to buy you lunch because you just taught me something I didn't know. Yeah, so, that's cool. And you that's know, this is, it's kind of like medicine in a way. You know, they say a doctor is always practicing. So you ask your doctor, hey, doc, when are you going to stop practicing and actually get down to the real thing? It's because <laughs> we'll never know everything about the human body. We'll never know everything about detailing. And just when we think we do, so and so comes up with a new product or a new piece of equipment that changes the game. Right, right. And, and you'll find something else out. I mean, it's, you know, uh, paint depth gauges that people are like, oh, you use that? And you're like, wow. Um, yes. And it can save your ass. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people don't understand that a small innovation, um, you know, and, and I spent time earlier in my, my career in uh, restoration, car restoration, and everything was a 12 inch rotary on its end. You know, full speed, press that sucker down, get the bend that pad, man, and you're just going for it. Now, there are guys that that's an art form, and they can do just as good with that. But then you contrast that with some of the newer technologies where you're keeping it flat and you don't. You, it, it, it's not that one's right and what's wrong. It's a different application, and you can learn stuff. It, to You know, I went to uh, the last training Jody and I went to was uh, in – Salt Lake. Salt Lake. We went down to a one-day training. Um, Rennie taught it. Sydney was there. It was at Brigham Salazar's shop in Salt Lake area. And we'd learned some interior stuff. And just learning how to fold a towel for efficiency <laughs> when you're steaming yes. something <laughs> yes. is, is, I mean, that is a huge, that seems silly, but it is so important that you can use that towel in so many different ways without just winding up in a ball and it's it's a it's a resource you're paying for that resource you need yeah. to use it the most efficiently possible and um 
just different methods of everything are are going to be able to teach stuff. And you were saying you learned something. We there's a couple of us that were there. J and G, um, uh, Jamie Gonzalez. Jamie Gonzalez out of Salt Lake was there, and he has he does a lot of paint work as well. And he and I were on the same side of this car, and it was a 2019 Durango. I mean, this is a virtually brand new car. Well, we immediately both of us go. This is a repaint. Mm. Everybody, time out. This is a total repaint. It was a rental car. And we started bringing people over, including the trainers, and showing them this is a repaint. Look right here. You can see the sag in the clear coat. You can mm -hmm. see right here at the windshield frame where they've taped it off. You can learn from people that have a different perspective on stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I've gone, you know, paid full price for, for other folks' training because, uh, you know, for example, I went to Rennie's training and I took 12 pages of notes, you know. So. Yeah. I'm and supposedly I know everything there is. I don't. I never will. Um, and and uh, I think another thing that that is important from a trainer's standpoint is that to realize that I still work on cars. Yeah. You know, I don't make all my money from training. It's about fifty percent when it's really good for a training and consulting side, and fifty percent from retail service. And I'm known in my neighborhood as the detailer. I'm the neighborhood guy. So when somebody posts on Nextdoor, which I highly recommend, by the way, get involved yeah. in Nextdoor yeah. um, or on, you know, the, the local Facebook community, Facebook page. Hey, I'm looking for a mobile detailer. You know, you look at the posts afterwards, Prentice, 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 Prentice. So, you know, that's that kind of stuff is huge. So, you know, I've been I still work on cars. Um, I've got a full week next week of, of uh, details and, and uh, ceramic coatings and paint work to do. So it keeps me fresh and it keeps me humble too. In fact, next Saturday, week from Saturday, I'll be doing a fleet wash of, of uh, 10 trucks of a local um, electric company, electric service company, because, you know, I don't have to do that. I kind of do it just to, just to stay humble, you know? Yeah. Um, and 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 I also like the own the owner's another community guy and, and I cannot say no to him. He's a great oh, guy. Yeah. That's awesome. So as as we cruise into 2021, we all have our fingers crossed and you know, hoping that we open back up and things are starting to loosen up here and and everywhere that I see. What do you see um, strictly on the detailing side of things? What do you see as some innovations that are coming out, even after we went through last year, the innovations that are happening? Innovations. Hmm. You've kind of stumped me on that one. I mean, there's always new products going out and coming out and, and improved products from the various manufacturers. And I think it's really important to stay close with them and not just your favorite one, but some of the other ones as well. Yeah. Um, for, for the new things that are coming out. Um, uh, wow. You know, you've kind of stumped me on that one. How, what do you see? Um, what, I actually, what, I see what I see is the resiliency that we learned last year. The industry has grown even in this very dark times. The industry has grown. We found ways to be more resilient. We've right. Had... So, so you're not talking specifically about a product oh, no. or a no, trend no. or no, so I'm just for talking... me, Yeah, I think I think that yeah, I can answer that. That part I can do. Um, I think really what has happened to our industry for those of us who have stayed uh strong um is that it's opened our eyes to new ways of doing things, yep. uh, being able to shuck and jive when you need to, uh, bob and weave with the times. Um, uh, is there any other uh, uh, analogies I can use? <laughs> Rock and roll. Uh, roll. 
roll with the tide, baby. You know, yeah. I think that's a really important thing. And I also think it has helped us to uh, to realize even more how important it is for us to stay connected as an industry, as friends. Um, and we do so we do so now through Zoom and whatnot. And we're going to get together eventually. It's probably later this year, but we will get back together yeah. again. And I think that I believe that the detail industry, along with the economy, is just going to explode when things reopen. We're going to, you know, you thought it was, you think it's good now. Here's the other thing. You, to almost to a one, you ask the detail suppliers, the, the manufacturers, how they are doing. And they will tell you they are up by amazing percentages over the year before. Yes. Yep. Okay. Why? How is that possible? Well, because detailing is something that a lot of people can do. Mm -hmm. um, and and there, you talk to a lot of professional detailers and they will tell you the same thing. It's kind of crazy. So uh, the, the money's out there. The desire for detailing is out there. We just got to find ways to tap that for sure. I can't, my phone rings too much. I, you know, I get a call from these, you know, the online um, uh, people that want to sell you advertising. It doesn't matter which one it is. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. they call you and say, "Hey, you know, for two hundred dollars a month, we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get fifty more customers your way every month." I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. so with that said, how do people find you? <laughs> find me? Yeah, yeah. How do they find detail? Well, I mean, you could go to my website. It's kind of a joke because I haven't had time to fix it. But uh, really, it's just calling me at uh, 619-701-1100. That's 619-701-1100. Should I put that in the chat? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and also my, my email, I'll put that in there too. Um, you know, I'm the kind of guy that, um, within reason, I love chatting with other detailers. In fact, one of my favorite things to do is, is to have my earbuds in and chat with somebody in the industry while I'm working on a car. What else am I going to do? Listen to listen to one of you guys' podcasts? Sure. There's an idea. We have over 100 episodes. I recommend that, by the way. But, um, you know, um, it's much more fun to chat with somebody and, and help somebody solve a problem and just share experiences uh, than it is to just listen to endless music or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it up on the chat. Perfect. You That's know, awesome. I'm open. I'm open to, to tech questions because we all get stuck sometimes. And, uh, you know, if, if you've got a major issue, I'll let you know when we need to get into a formal consulting situation. But, you know, for the most part, we can we can chit chat for a while for sure. Yep, absolutely. And that's, I think that's one of the big things there is uh, the IDA. Anybody that's an IDA member, if you met them, you can call them on the phone and ask them a question. If you get stuck, what am yeah. I what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And, uh, and that's a great, a great way to just be connected. That in itself is worth three times the price of admission any day of the week. Absolutely. So, um, right. That's <clears throat> awesome. Well, we want to thank you for uh, taking some time to visit with us today. I mean, you are all an amazing wealth of knowledge. We truly appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing for the industry. I mean, because it's... It's all about helping people grow. And I, and you have a real servant's heart. I mean, you really do want to help other people. You love talking to people and helping them. And um, and that's why you've been inducted into the Hall of Fame, because you are not just 
worried about your own business and little bitty beautiful San Diego that I dream of every day, <laughs> but you're, you know, you're having an impact nation and worldwide and we, we want to thank you there. So. Well, I appreciate all those kind comments and I can throw it right back at you because you guys have, have done an amazing thing, amazing work in our industry as well. And, and, you know, you didn't have to do any of the things that you've done, but you do it like the same way because you were 